The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. The Detroit Lions, they just couldn't quite pull it out there at the end of the first preseason game, but that's all right. There's a lot of positives in the start of this Motor City Dan Campbell era. We can't wait to talk about the good and the bad in the first preseason game. So we have all our reactions. So sit back, grab your Kool-Aid, relax. It's time for the pod. Drinkers, we are back after the Lions' first preseason game. We're going to have all the reactions here to it. The ups, the downs, the arounds, whatever that means. But uh, either way, we got the Blue Kool-Aid crew here to break down the first preseason game and what it means going forward. So I'm Big Z. Let's get around to the rest of the crew. We got UJ. Hey, everybody. Connor. Hey, what's good? And then Rudd Dog. Yo. All right, gentlemen. So the Lions lose at the last second, 16-15 on their first preseason game. But there's a lot of good. No. Yeah, yeah. so the undefeated preseason is no more, uh, <laughs> which is probably a good thing historically for the yeah. Detroit Lions. For those that remember, they were undefeated uh, um, and then went 0-16. So undefeated right. preseason went 0-16. So we, I think I always root for them to lose, honestly, in the preseason. <laughs> At least one game. <laughs> one weird yeah. thing, though, I didn't realize until this weekend was that um, the Baltimore Ravens have an 18, after this weekend, an 18-game winning streak in the preseason, which is really kind of wow. crazy. That's, that's kind of bizarre. <laughs> that's very bizarre. Um, that breaks our theory about the undefeated preseason. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, nonetheless, so the Lions lose 16-15, but... Let's let's talk about everything that happened, and I, I want to start with the offense here. The first series very ugly, but the second series mm-hmm. a lot more promising. But again, uh, just some reports, or I guess comments from the team itself is that Anthony Lynn they don't do any scouting report for this game. Uh, they run super basic stuff. Anthony Lynn said he was just kind of calling plays in the the fly, like he didn't have any game plan coming into the preseason. Everything they ran was very vanilla. They almost ran no motion whatsoever. Um, and this offense is about as straightforward as you get. Uh, so, having said that, I want to go to let's go to you first, UJ. What is your reaction uh, to the first preseason game here? Uh, what, what what stood out to you? Uh, I was mildly impressed. It, it was it was a little shocking to see uh, our Sewell uh, get just owned on the first series there <laughs> for that by sack. another rookie. Uh, yeah, I know, but uh, a little scary Russo. when you think that's your first round draft pick, uh, highly touted. Uh, 
but he settled down nicely and uh, played pretty well after that. So I, I'm not too worried about him. Uh, it was nice to see the offense come back in that second series and just play a nice steady series and golf looked okay. He moved the ball around a bunch of different receivers. 18 and, play drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Amon St. Brown, I thought looked really good. Uh, you know, the running backs, well, they didn't show a whole lot, but, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a typical preseason game. And for most part, I think they looked okay. Generally. Mm-hmm. Rudd dog. Uh, well, one player that stood out to me on the offense, well, besides who's not a rookie, cause I'm on St. Brown, I'm on raw St. Brown played well, but, uh, Tyrell Williams, he looked like a, a good primary threat, had a couple of really nice plays in there, you know, to show what we might be able to expect from him this year. I was happy with that. He had a nice toe tapper for 20 yards and another one where he broke a tackle for a first down. So I was happy to see that. Um, some nice plowing in the run game. Uh, after Sewell blew that one pass block, he also got some nice pancakes. So that was encouraging, uh, you know, living up to what we're expecting from him. Goff, I thought, looked sharp. Um, obviously, that first drive notwithstanding, but after that, he settled in. He threw some nice balls. He made some nice reads. He didn't miss a touchdown uh, pass, though. So, he could have led him more into the corner of the end zone. Yeah. It wasn't a great throw. It also didn't look like uh, Williams was actually in great position. He was out leveraged by the defender. He was kind of like falling down or something when the ball looked there. So like maybe dove for it. I don't know. But I, I, from what I saw, it didn't look like uh, maybe he could have thrown it to the back corner and maybe there'd be something there. But uh, besides that, I thought he looked pretty good. Connor. To me, I thought the most fun part of that game was Craig Reynolds uh, coming in basically – Meeting all his teammates in the huddle, like he had signed just that morning, and then he scores the only <laughs> touchdown for the team. Like, I personally don't put a ton of stock in preseason play for all the reasons you've mentioned, but I thought that was just so much fun. I hope he keeps fighting for a roster spot because I thought that was by far the most entertaining aspect of this game. Well, he definitely at least earned the, uh, the ability to not get cut right away here. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Think he's got any shot at uh, Jefferson? Sure, that's really likely his direct competition. Well, I mean, you know, just draft pick, and he's looking pretty good, too, by all accounts. So that'd be a pretty steep climb. Oh, it definitely would. For a guy. But it's at least fun to, to look at. Yeah, definitely. Good. Oh, great yeah. story. Yeah. Hi, guys. My name's uh, Ronald. Uh, <laughs> that's um, pretty cool. Uh, you're going to block for me. Yeah, I'm, gonna gonna me I'm a good guy, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that – that that was pretty cool uh, to see that because I was I was uh, out of town for the weekend, so when I saw him score the touchdown, I was like, I, I was you know kind of out of the news about any last minute signings like that. And I was like, who who is this guy? I I had no idea when I saw him score the touchdown, uh, but it was encouraging uh, to see. Um, a guy that stood out to me uh, here just to start is Julian Aquara. He oh, God, he yes. played a. Shit ton of snaps in this game. Way more than you ever expect, uh, you know, someone that you f- figure will contribute. I-, I can't remember. It was more than half the snaps. I think it was like 50 snaps or something in this game that he played, which is pretty um, insane for uh, anybody in a preseason game, let alone someone that we, we figure to be a good contributor. And he uh, he had some good pass rushes against uh, Spencer Brown, highly touted left tackle out of the draft. Uh, that. And for him to kind of out, 
athletic him, I guess, with speed around the corner was also encouraging. And Spencer Brown, I don't know if you guys are aware. Um, we talked about RAS score, that uh, one guy uh, that puts all the athletic scores for the draft players together and compares them to other pe- players in draft classes. Anyways, he had a 10 out of 10 for his RAS score, the highest ever for an offensive lineman coming into the draft. And wow. Julian Aquara looked like Impressive. he got the, the best of them on some of those plays. So that was really encouraging. Uh, and and he didn't get hurt after 50 plays. That's also encouraging. Um, well, supposedly Campbell did that on purpose. He wanted to test him a little bit, you know, give him some heavy work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. He hasn't really seen the field much. Right, definitely. Uh, so I, I want to go around now, and I want to get your reaction. to just uh, I want you guys to point out a player, uh, just one player in specific that maybe stood out to you. I know we were kind of talking in general right there, but we did point out some. Um, but maybe sure. So it, it could be a starter, or maybe one of those guys on the bubble. Uh, Connor, you, you sound like you had a guy in mind. Can I can I go negatively with this one? Yeah, I mean up or down? Sure. Jelani sure. Tavai, I'm over him. <laughs> yeah. He, oh yeah. He, I was already over him before, but this confirms it. Again. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> missing tackles. He's really struggling in coverage. Like uh, it's the all the bar- same stuff we saw before. Yeah. Uh, just Barnes is looking lighter. beastly. Like, I just don't know where the spot is for him in this linebacking core right now. I, I'm pretty over the experiment. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the final roster at this point. Mm. Way to go negative, Connor. Way to, <laughs> I know. Way to not I drink figured the you'd all go positive, so I thought I'd shake it up and go negative. Uh, it, You're it, not wrong, though. He did not, it was not an encouraging <laughs> performance by him. No, it wasn't. I mean, I, think that I, I still think he'll get – to the final round of roster cuts to prove himself. I just think they're going to give him that kind of chance, but uh, it would not be surprising at this point. It'd actually almost be surprising if he did make it. <laughs> yeah, he missed a tackle on a third down. I mean, there's a lot of uh, – it's not just the co- – the coverage is, all, again, terrible, but he also missed some tackles in this game. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, the run game or the pass game, it was all not good. I, I, I don't think – yeah, like, like I've been saying, I think, since the beginning of the – you know, off season here. I don't think he makes the roster, but uh, again, and again, he wasn't yeah. drafted by this regime, so that's another even a better reason not to keep him around. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you just he didn't do what you. I mean, he did the first step. He lost the weight, but I mean, there was always a contingency yeah. that his play obviously took a huge leap, and that he hasn't showed it. And as far as I can tell, in practice, he hasn't shown it. So. He didn't work on his fundamentals. He just worked on the gym and. I can only get you so far. Like, That's true. Right. And when you got guys like Jalen Reeves Maven that actually are like elite special teams players, it makes it even harder to make the roster for yeah, July. For sure. Plus, Maven made a nice open field tackle by himself in that game, too. On the punt? I, and no, that was awesome. Uh, that, that's like where you, you expect him to shine. But uh, he made a nice open field tackle on defense in the flat. Uh, one-on-one guy caught a ball on yeah. the flat, and he chased him out there and was a good play. managed to get him down. Gotcha. So, uh, UJ, you got someone in mind? Well, a, a couple guys. I mean, uh, Julian Aquaros, like you said, uh, Z stands out. But I'm going to go with Amon Ra, Ra St. Brown. In the, He was playing with the ones, and uh, I think he made three catches on that uh, drive, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one and, got uh, called back. For a he just looks like goal. a solid – go-to guy that's coming up this season for uh for golf to throw to and uh I, I, he just he looks energetic out there he looks fast 
he kind of stood out to me. I think he's gonna he's gonna turn out to be quite a weapon in this offense as a rookie. I think he's getting a lot of playing time too. He just looks like he's ready to go. So to me, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, him. I think that, he stood out to me, and that confirms kind of everything we've heard of what's going on in uh, camp too. Right. Yeah. Ex- absolutely. So yeah, I'm going yeah. him. He's my guy on on this game anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, Rudd Dog. Uh, well, there's a couple guys that stood out. Julian Acquara was a good one. I thought Derek Barnes made a couple nice plays, but, uh, uh, gotta go with Kevin Strong on this one. He looked like a beast out there, made a couple nice run stuffs. One where he got a, like a three yard tackle for a loss and another where he fought off a double team to stuff him on yeah. third and short. And he led the team with tackles. The guy, he also played an inordinate amount of snaps. I felt like he was in there with the starters and then he was in there like in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, but we are short at D tackle. So I thought he looked really good. Yeah. He, he, he made a strong he, bid. He always starts the preseason on the bubble. And then uh, he always plays well in these preseason games to kind of lock himself into a roster spot by the start of the season. Yeah. yeah. Well, though he got, but he also got run with first teamers this year. I don't think he, that's been the case in previous years. Well, I mean, I, Just, what do we have four D tackles out? And so it, it was kind of yeah. like a process of elimination. He got, that's not reps. the point. My my point isn't that he got the reps, that he earned those reps. The point is he made the most of those reps. He looked good against first stringers. So that's my point. I thought he, I mean, that's, you don't get to do, he didn't get those chances in the past. So that's, he made the most of it. Gotcha. You said you mentioned, you wanted to mention someone else too? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you said you, you said you had a couple guys to talk about. So I, I said I said Barnes and Aquara were good ones, and but I mean, I thought Kennedy, the receiver, actually stood out pretty good, getting open a lot. Yeah, four catches led the team. But uh, yards. yeah, he he looked sharp, real uh, real quick, real decisive cuts. For sure. I, I I thought Derek Barnes made a really nice play in the run game um, on a third down. That kind of shows what we want to see out of him. Uh, I don't know if you guys. Uh, uh, Chris Burke uh, more pointed it out to me because I don't have the film yet. Uh, but basically, Derek Barn just reacting to a counter run play, uh, being able to flow uh, and press off the, off its alignment and get into the backfield and make the tackle on the third down is exactly what we are, want out of him. And he did it with very minimal training camp experience. Yeah. Uh, and as a rookie, just to have those right. instincts out there is something Tavai completely lacks almost in every way. <laughs> and something we've been definitely Plus the looking speed. for. Yes, exactly. I feel like they have like the opposite problem because I think Barnes like maybe needs to add a little strength. Like he was getting bullied a bit, but right, then he makes yeah. like these very heads up plays as a rookie that it's like stuff that's almost hard to teach. So like, yeah. I think we should be excited about him. I think once he once he hits the gym a little bit more, I think he can be very good for the Lions. Plus that blitz where he showed that ability to you know fly into the backfield and almost got a sack, but caused the incompletion by himself. That kind of thing you can't teach. Right, right. So I mean, Derek Barnes. I'm very excited to see him. Like we all have been going forward, but that was an encouraging sign. Just kind of what uh, I mean, with minimal practice uh, to be able to you know kind of play like that uh, is encouraging to say the least. Uh, mm. I know. So moving on to some other things that are notable, um, the third tight end battle, I, I think, is still very unclear. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody stood out. Elise Mack um, had some blocking issues in this game. Uh, so 
I, I would I would think he's the the slight front runner, but uh, yeah, I mean, no, no one stood out in this game as a, from a third tight end perspective to win that job. So just something to no. look for right there. I I th- so uh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, yeah. If you have something about Matt, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna add though, as far as since we're on tight ends, that uh, what's uh, Fells reminded me how excited I am for that signing. Uh, I think him and TJ are going to make a great combo. I agree. I yeah, it's kind of a nice catch. It's kind of funny how Fells keeps moving around to teams in the NFL. I don't know if it's like he just like short term contracts or I. He's been a study tight end for a long time. I, I'm kind of underappreciated. I and we we've mentioned as much on this podcast before. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've never. I don't understand why that's the case. <laughs> like maybe he's just getting old. I guess. I mean, so it's kind of been a long career, though. He's only become a pass catcher recently in his career, too. He, he wasn't putting up a Wasn't that with us? He's, it, it started with us, and he carried it over to the Texans, um, and then he, now he's bringing it back. But uh, it. he definitely wasn't putting up these type of receiving numbers the last few years like he was early in his career because he's kind of a known as a blocking tight end first. Um, it's weird. I, I feel like that's a common thing for tight ends, though. They get pigeonholed, and then people think if they're not, they don't have a certain athletic profile, they're not a receiving tight end, and they just get forgotten. My uh, UJ went to school with a guy who, uh, shoot, Dad, I forgot his name. Uh, Pete Metzlers. Pete Metzlers played at Wabash College, went pro, and was a great receiver, but was often just dubbed the blocking tight end. Right. And it's it's a weird phenomenon. I, like I wonder how many tight ends are out there that just don't you don't know their receiving talent because they're just never used. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, so it'll it, it will be interesting to see if someone can emerge though out of that third tight end spot because um, it will be important. I mean, you, you need depth everywhere on this roster. Uh, and speaking of depth, um, offensive line depth, uh, a little bit of a concern, at least. Definitely. Uh, in this preseason game, it was pretty ugly. Uh, the backup uh, offensive line, especially without Tyrell Crosby out there, uh, who's yeah. our main depth piece. Stenberg showed some good things, I guess, in this game. Yeah. Uh, more than you could say about anything he's done in his career up to this point. Uh, I already graded out tops in the run blocking. Part of the process, guys. Part of the process. Stenberg on his. I own. mean, he's he's still young and he has a lot of growth <laughs> to do. So I mean, I. I Sorry, go what's that, Connor? I was just gonna say his pass protection so far leads a lot to be desired, but. Oh yeah. I mean, there's true. there's signs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs to keep developing. He's a developmental project. He always was. Uh, maybe another year or two before he that pays off. If we he makes sticks around anyway. Right. I mean, I mean, the Lions are in a. I don't want to say they are in a waiting mode. <laughs> They're in a retooling <laughs> process right now. Uh, I, I'm just, I will retooling, be curious to see yeah. if he's part of that uh, retooling because if if he can bl- run block without getting a holding call, that's uh, encouraging because that was what he's known for <laughs> in college. Um, so that that would be a, he, definitely a step in a positive direction. He's still eligible for practice squad, right? Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. How long is that? What's that window? Because I don't uh, know the exact rules around it, to be quite honest. <laughs> because there's another guy who might be on that bubble right now with our all the talent we have at D tackle and Penasini. I still think he fills a unique role that we should be stuck around, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on the practice squad just because he's not getting any camp time, really. Right. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he, he he was getting some camp time. Uh, oh, wait, no, he's been... Oh, he did he's get, like, hurt. a little bit right in the beginning, but yeah, then he... Right, so, right. I mean, it, it's going to hurt him with all these other guys showing up. And a veteran like Nick Williams can afford the, the downtime with the COVID list, but uh, kind of seeing he can't afford that, especially since he's out with a new coaching staff. Right, definitely. Um, it, someone else at uh, D-Lyman has stood out, Bruce Hector, an undrafted defensive tackle. Uh, he made a few plays in this game as well. Uh, but I don't I don't want to talk about him as much at length. Uh, but Jeff Okuda, Monty Warrior, uh, good, solid reps out there. Uh, I'm, again, it's hard to say in preseason. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, also, Ify Melifanwu looked good out there. He made a yeah. few nice plays. Yeah, he did. Definitely. Um, and also didn't get thrown at a ton, uh, which means he was doing his job as well. So encouraging. Definitely encouraging signs. Uh there was, uh, I guess, some film review that he was getting lost a few times out there, but that's kind of just what you can expect maybe from a rookie. But definitely po- a lot of po- more positive than negatives uh, about his uh, development and how he looks in the game so far. Yeah, that's huge with his upside. Oh, yeah. Have we talked about Kevin Strong? Uh, he might have been brought up. I... Yeah. He... he was my – Okay, my, he was uh, your one. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure we got all the names I was thinking of. Jack Fox. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jack Fox is a beast. Best I mean, player in the game. Uh, I think we mentioned this in a podcast, but it was very briefly and at the end. So if, if you guys don't recall, uh, but Jack Fox, they said, put up an 80-yard punt in practice uh, indoors a couple weeks ago when they had like a, a rain. It was pouring outside, so they went in for practice, and he punted at 80 yards, and he routinely hits the top of the, the dome in there. <laughs> Can you even imagine being on the receiving end of that? Like, yeah. Oh my god, it's like a meteor falling from the damn sky. What a what a find out of nowhere! He kind of just uh, won the punting job, and then and now he's become like one of the top three punters in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put him together with Maben, and we got a deadly combo. Definitely, uh, and at least we could be like maybe the top in the league somewhere this season. That'd be encouraging. Um, but I mean, yeah. Uh, well, Campbell Campbell wanted to put guys in situations. And he all three of his field so, goals. Yeah, that's what yeah, he did. They weren't all very long situations. <laughs> see what they do. Right. Hey, um, he hit him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, the problem with Randy Bullock in practice that we've heard of is the the long distance kicks over fifty yards. Right. Uh, which Matt Prater, despite maybe some Matt Prater shaky forty yard field goals, he he could hit. 50 better than the rest of them so that, that's that, that sure. would be something we miss if we get the ball to the 50 yard line at the end of the game we'll have to move the ball uh a little more forward we can't just hope Prater <laughs> can you know boot it that's true. yeah no more 65 attempts what about uh the coaching what do you guys think anything note there because okay i mean you could if you you could argue about the I got to say one thing. Yeah, that everyone was freaking out about the end of the game. They're like, same old Lions. I don't care at all. (laughs) Like, he even said, like, I wouldn't have managed the clock that way if this were a real game. But, like, who cares? We're just trying to get guys, get reps in. (laughs) Anthony Lynn's not even running a real offense out there. Like, I could not have cared less about the way that game ended. I don't know about you guys. but Which which specific ones are you uh, referring to? Them throwing? Not not running, not trying to run the clock down more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I it just didn't really feel like a priority watching the game and like I don't care that the Bills marched it down at the end for a win. Like okay. Right. What about that fourth that, <laughs> the fourth out place still? Yeah. Just as a fan when yeah. you when you're when you're watching a whole game, you want to win. And like when that happens on fourth sure. down, it's like it it it, it a little angry. Yeah. I'm not angry. saying it's not frustrating, but like this whole everyone people are already freaking out about it. It's like they're really premature in my Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that was a heck of a play by them, too. That receiver got just a step on the cornerback. It wasn't, like, terrible coverage. It just got a step, and it was a good throw. And, I mean, shit like that happens. <laughs> Nothing to – they didn't exactly march down, as, as I was going to say, Z, is that they kind of relied on a really spectacular play They to get them to that position. So, yeah. I thought I, you know, I, th- I, th- I saw nice resilience and nice energy from the team, and the players seemed real, you know, active. And I mean, obviously, it's preseason; these guys are basically playing for them themselves, if not as much, if not more, than the team. But you know, I saw good energy out there. That's what really matters. For sure, yeah. Um, and you know, Mitch Trubisky, uh, Lions killer. <laughs> It was funny kind of seeing him out there in uh, yeah. the Bills uniform. I think he only threw two passes. Maserati Mitch, baby. <laughs> I know the Bears fans are really missing him after watching Justin Fields in their first preseason game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah How did close, he do? Did you see Justin Fields was like, oh, this was so slow for me. Like, this is too Yeah. Like, that was kind of man, sad. shut up. It's yeah, your first it's... preseason game. Like, uh Rud Dog, if you're curious, he, 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 uh, he was 14 of 20 for 140 yards, yeah, ran in for know. touchdown. Yeah, the fans annoy me more, but pass. to Jesse but, James, oh, right? defense, yeah, to Jesse James, and <laughs> but he was he couldn't have been he was like open by 20 yards, so it wasn't like it was a fantastic throw or something like that. So uh, this translates into what you're saying is the Bears fans are going to be insufferable for the rest of the preseason. <laughs> they though? always are insufferable, Rud Dog, <laughs> they, but even more so now. <laughs> At the moment they drafted Justin Fields, they became annoy- back to being really insufferable again. Yeah, I, I, it was. I laughed at them for a while about their constant whining. I mean, now they're saying Justin Fields is the greatest quarterback they've ever literally had without him throwing a single pass yet in his career. Like <laughs> they the- think he's like Mahomes and Brady combined into one super quarterback. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think there's there's a reason he fell that far. I think we'll see. I agree with you. Uh, but that, I mean, the dude is athletic. I'll give him that much. Uh, I mean, he, yeah, he'll be a, give him a nice, nice X factor. And they're like, I, I, I was watching it with a bunch of Bears fans, and they they're like, "Oh, Trubisky would never made that pass." I'm like, "Yes, he would." <laughs> or like when he like when he I think when Fields like rolled out into the <laughs> the flat pretty much, and the cornerback came up to him, and then Fields just threw it overhead to a wide open receiver. I'm like, "Yes, Trubisky would have done that." The problem with the Bears, they never let Trubisky out of the pocket like they seem to let Justin yeah. Fields, at least in this first week. Anyways, that's a whole Bears conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But it gets a little annoying. We always have to shit on yeah. the Bears a little bit. On yeah. The oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I know. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, if you guys had to pick one team that you hate the most in our division, who would it be? To me, it's the Bears. Bears. Uh, Packers. I I used to say Packers until I moved to Chicago, and then it instantly became the Bears. <laughs> right. I, I know more Bears fans, so they annoy me more. Uh, tremendously so. <laughs> I just say At least Packers. when I went to a Packers game, the fans were nice. Uh, Not to me, Big Z. Do you remember that fan that got ejected 
for harassing me at Monday Night Football. I know, but uh, that was one out of everybody else. Uh, when I go to Bears games, it's definitely more than one every time. <laughs> this, for the listeners, this that guy was an asshole. Though. Big Z and I went to Monday Night Football, Lions Packers. The Lions crushed that game. Right, Aaron Rodgers was out. But this right. one fan was so mad that I cheered for a touchdown. She kept harassing me the whole rest of the game. Then she eventually got kicked out, and this guy behind me was like, oh, hey there, sorry about her. Like, She doesn't represent us <laughs> Packers fans, eh? She, he like, sounded pretty Canadian. I was like, oh, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was everything, every, besides that one woman, everybody else we met yeah. there was nice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, it's not as much for me about the fan bases as just the teams. I just love the Packers, so it's just that I can't. Understandable. Yeah. I just hate them. The Vikings, not even in the the conversation, it seems. So at least for us, I'm not a fan of them either. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not a fan. Of <laughs> I'm an anti. Oh God, it's not. I forgot about the Vikings. Although but you're right, UJ, they, we they had your buddy Casola on in the Lions Den. Uh, we we could do we could do without him too. <laughs> <laughs> him and yeah. his cheerleaders <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i know i know oh man um it gets a little annoying so yeah oh, and I, I i didn't pull this I up what in the lines oh the lines next uh preseason game is next Pittsburgh. right and that's on sunday at 6 30 i believe so look out for that uh lions fans we'll have more to react for on that game going forward but also I, I wanted to wrap up with some news here uh just some people that got cut for lines this is kind of breaking news actually on the detroit lions pocket it won't be breaking by the time you listen to it but this is as of august 16th nine o'clock uh michael warren the running back got cut uh so did charlie tau mapau <laughs> i yeah close enough <laughs> close enough uh it won't matter because he's not on team anymore <laughs> and then my favorite is, uh, well, actually, this is not good, I guess. It's not funny because it ended in a crash. But cornerback uh, Alex Brown uh, got arrested driving the wrong way down I-75 in Michigan. Uh, and he, yeah, so yeah. he got. And Evan Bame was in the car with him, right? Oh, boy. Uh, t- there was a Tampano. T- t- uh, yeah, Tampano. Or Tom. Yeah. Because the article I read was confusing. Oh, geez. Uh, I. <laughs> I, I, I apologize for saying I thought it was funny. It's not funny. I, I didn't realize there was a serious injury in this crash. I thought he just got arrested driving the wrong way down a highway. I didn't realize there was a whole collision. And people were yelling at him, you're going the wrong way. You're going the oh, wrong geez. way. He kept saying, I don't see which way I'm going. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> On that note. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, is that from a movie? <laughs> That makes more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> um, okay, and then sorry. Evan uh, ba- Bain Dating Bain, myself uh, here a little bit, got, I guess. Uh, put on IR, rather. So, But as always, UJ, there's always a good sign uh, when we record this podcast to end the podcast, and I think that it was it. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, the Lions have their preseason game coming up this weekend, so look for that. Okay. We will have all our reactions uh, to that, and as the Lions inch closer to their Super Bowl 2021-2022 season. We cannot wait for the start of oh, the yeah. City Dan Campbell era. So, mm. social media, Instagram, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, 
Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please uh, follow us on there. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review as well. We'd really appreciate that. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, enjoy f- watching some more football this upcoming weekend. College football starts in two weeks. Actually, less than two weeks, 12 days. Uh, so football is coming back in full storm very soon. So get pumped. But as always, last but not least, go, go Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.